0: This is Jeff Vidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valero and I discussed the Super Bowl win by the Chiefs. incredible stuff
1: champions i mean i can't believe it it's still pinch myself for the whole city and for the hunt family and for the players all the fans that have lived through 50 years of waiting to get there it's uh it's a pinch myself moment jeff for sure
0: i yeah exactly i still can't wrap my head around it either you know the funny thing too and we we know we've talked about it this is the mantra of the chiefs they're amazing comeback an amazing comeback team um but it's funny, going through the postseason, sure, when they were down 24 nothing to the Texans, you know, I, I did think they were going to lose. But as soon as Harmon brought back that return, mm-hmm. I really thought the Chiefs were in okay shape because the Chiefs Chiefs are more talented than the Texans. They are a better team than playing at home. Um, and the next week against the Titans, after that, I really thought, even though they, they were down 17-7, I really thought the Chiefs were yeah. still in good shape, going to win. This game, for sure, we were Texan back and forth. I really thought – I mean, the the level of competition, competition uh, up to itself the Niners are a really good team. The fourth quarter down 2010, I, I really thought – and when Mahomes threw his second t- interception, yeah. I really thought this one, I know the Chiefs are resilient and bounce back. I thought this was over, and I thought the 49ers had this.
1: Well, you know, Jeff, we did. We had a couple of texts back and forth. And let's not let's – let's give the Chiefs even more credit – it wasn't even just the fourth quarter that they were down. There was only 10 minutes left wow. in the fourth yeah. quarter. So right. you're talking right. about exactly. two-thirds. Exactly. They're already a third through the last period, right, the last quarter of the game. They're a third of the way done. They got two-thirds of the quarter left to play, and they're down by 10. I mean, I think I don't know if people realize that. And then really when you think about it, it was kind of really seven minutes before things started heating up. and And they started really – and people started thinking, all right, well, seven minutes, right? Okay, if they score quickly here – Big stop, get the ball back. You know, yeah, of course we can. You know, we can put ten points up. And I think one of the things that there's so many we could talk probably for two hours about the some of the plays that happened in that game. We could go back and analyze. But one, you know, number one, obviously Andy going for it on that fourth down, huge call. Mm-hmm. You know, Butker's out on the field. They bring them off. They bring they go out for the for the touchdown, huge. Number one. Let me tell you one thing about that score, Jeff. And this is i I'm going to bring my I'm going to drag my wife into the story. so we're watching the game and I'm in a block pool my brother gets me into a block (laughs) pool and if the Chiefs don't score there in the first quarter okay thousand bucks right because I have because I have three and zero so I've got I've got so the Chiefs score obviously make it seven to three right yeah yeah right they made it seven to three if they just wouldn't have scored on the third or fourth or second down, they would have gone on third down. They probably would have waited for the quarter to end and they would have gone down the other end and then scored the touchdown. So my wife is like, don't you be rooting for them not to score. She goes, I don't care how much money it is. Do not be rooting for them not to score. We need points and we need them right now. Don't you be waiting for them to score. I'm like, okay, hon. I don't care about the thousand dollars. I just want the chiefs to score here. But, you know, that going forward on fourth down was, 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 uh you know, was huge um, on that drive. I'm and impressed then by your loyalty, Joe, that's, you know, that's some big money stakes uh, or maybe your wife's stake. loyalty. Huge I huge I, I stakes. My wife's loyalty. She's a, she, she loves football and Jen is a huge football fan. She's a huge chiefs fan. And, and so she was, who cares? Well, <laughs> money will come and go the chief Bowl chances will not. So, we threw caution to the wind and, and we, we threw that one out the door. Um, but, you know, that, that when you're speaking of goal lines and, and being around the goal line in the fourth quarter, you know, when the chiefs are coming back, when Darian Williams, Damian Williams um, puts the ball over the pylon, when his right foot stepped out, what does, I'm asking you, what does Andy do if they overturn that call and they say it's fourth and goal in the inches? Do you, what do you do? Do you think, do you think field goal at that point? Or do you think we got to come up with with some points? Or do you think Andy tries to punch it in and get the seven anyway? It's so easy to
0: say this now because we saw what the offense did the rest of the fourth quarter. I do think they go for it. They had been really good in this whole game with short yardage conversion, whether it, it was second one, third one. yeah. So I really think they do go for it. But it's so easy to say that now when you see how, look, how good their fourth quarter – uh, offense had been
1: yeah but you know it, it switch it switches the momentum back to the totally. niners if they stuff them right you know what happened you have fumbled snap whatever like so many things can go wrong down there and uh you know like that 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 direct snap was fantastic i mean andy pulled out some some whoppers for this game i mean they they really had some fantastic calls um coaching masterpiece you
0: know, by them. you know the other thing joe i i still we said we can't wrap our minds around the fact that the chiefs are finally ch- champions because so we've we've all uh, been pulling for it for so long I can't wrap my head around like if you're the Niners and you're like all right we're gonna run the ball pretty well the Chiefs are gonna focus on Damian uh, Damian Williams Patrick Mahomes is gonna throw two interceptions I mean you're you're the Niners you take that every day of the week I I still can't believe that says something how good the Chiefs are that like so much didn't go their way and they still won the game by 11 points It's, it's really it's shocking to me that Patrick Mahomes all his brilliance could
1: throw two interceptions and he still win by 11 and still keep his confidence level going. I mean, I think, you know, look, we're going to, we're going to, we, we can cert, certainly pat ourselves on the back about all the things that we've talked about with this team for this, you know, for this season and then through the playoffs. But I think, you know, I think it really did come down to, I I rewatched a bunch of highlights um, and a lot of the, um, you know, of course there's so many great ways to see recap things, right? YouTube's got, you know, 10, 15 minute highlights of the game and you can watch recaps and things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's fun to watch a game that way in retrospect, you know, after you've seen the whole game played out. Because then you can kind of see the momentum swings. And I'll tell you, the, the, we talked about it was really Patrick Mahomes versus the defensive line, not so much the offensive line against the defensive line of the 49ers. And and I think that played out just the way that you and I talked about on our last podcast was that it was really going to be the way that Patrick Mahomes throughout the course of the game adjusted the way that he set up in the pocket against whatever rush that the Niners were going to bring his way. And it took pretty much three quarters for him – Maybe not so much to figure it out, but to really get comfortable with it and, and either scooch into the outside of the pocket or stepping up into, like we called them earlier, remember we called them the voids in the pocket or the bubbles in the pocket as the rush was coming at him. And once he got the hang of that, you saw how differently his passes looked. They were more accurate. They were more crisp. He was throwing with more confidence. Once he figured out where the bubbles and the voids were going to be in the the 49ers pass rush because you saw the text obviously that we had because we were going back and forth if that game would have ended you know at the end of the third quarter and we're we lose the game 20 to 10 the defensive line the entire defensive line of the 49ers I think gets the MVP like if if they've ever done that before where they've given you know to like four players but I, I think they were the MVP of the first three quarters of the game. For and sure, and if they had to give
0: it to one, the guy Nick Bose, I can't believe for a rookie, he is really outstanding in the plays he made. Uh, the strip fumble, he he was he was just a a wrecking crew. You know, to that point, the 49ers uh, beat writers after the game, when, when I was talking to them, just going down to the uh, uh, the press conferences and stuff, they made an interesting point. I think there's some value to this. What a great Niners defensive line. You, you were saying how, um, which I think is totally correct, that Mahomes kind of figured him out. Another factor is we, we've been talking about that. The Chiefs are more methodical. They're not the quick strike that, that taxed the defense last year. Um, they ran, I, be, I believe it was 75 plays. They controlled the line of scrimmage. Uh, control the line of the, I should say, control the clock more than the line of the scrimmage. But anyhow, the Niners beat writers were saying, I think the Niners' pass rushers were gassed, um, even with all the, – they have a very deep offensive line, but I think that was another factor. Part of it is Mahomes' brilliance and figuring out the scheme, and part of it is I think the defense got a little tired and uh, sure. helped the Chiefs' offense. Sure.
1: They, they, you know, Kyle Shanahan in the fourth quarter, you know, really didn't do a whole lot. And this has been his biggest criticism, right? And and that's what I think everybody's going back on if they had to pinpoint to a few things, besides the great play of the players, Right. Uh, when you look about the chess match that the coaches have to do, um, a lot of it, you know, a lot of people are talking about about Kyle Shanahan's inability to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field and mm-hmm. moving away from the running game. Right, and Debo Samuel—he's the other one. I think it would either been it would have been a toss-up at that point if the game ended. Look, we all know the game's four quarters, and that's why you play four quarters. I'm not taking anything away from the Chiefs. I'm just saying that if that game had ended at the end of three. Um, you know, it's, it's a toss-up, I think, between the defensive line and, like you said, specifically Bosa and Debo Samuel. I think he was another rookie, yeah. right? How I about mean, that draft he, class? Yeah. He, was, he was out of his mind. I mean, he was – you know, they were using him in, in all kinds of situations. And, and And in conjunction with the running backs, everybody's thinking with three timeouts – why are they not running the ball more, right? You know, it just, I, I don't know. I, I think it will look, we're all, we can all be Monday morning quarterbacks. We can all look back and, and look at the decisions that coaches make go for it on fourth. Don't go for it on fourth, yeah. run the ball more, throw the ball less, you know, who, who knows, but we, we get that, we get that done, right? As fans and, and as, and as journalists, we get to go back and talk about that. And I think that has to be something that's going to sit with, with Kyle Shanahan for the entire off season is, you know, why did I move away from what, what had really gotten us that 20-point lead? And that was really being able to run the ball in very creative ways. So I, I think totally. that's going to be something he's going to question.
0: Um, another, speaking of Debo Samuel, a very obscure statistic here. the He had the most uh, rushing yards ever for a receiver in a Super Bowl. Very what? odd st- statistic there, but tells you how one creative the 49ers offense was at, during much of the game, not, you know. Like you said, not so much in the fourth quarter, but yeah, another kind of interesting stat there. Um, but some breaking news, Lawnmower 3.0 has been launched. That's right, it's breaking news. The important PSA is brought to you by manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement. After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed they have successfully created the greatest hair trimmer ever created. The new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we are the first to confirm the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 Manscaping Trimmer is now available for purchase. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLEAV at manscaped.com, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and use code BLEAV, again that's code BLEAV, and as always your polls will thank you. Uh, Joe, something we were, I think, wrong about. <laughs> week after week, we were talking about the running game, and we thought that was the Chiefs' weakness. Uh, we said, how is a running back by committee? I think we have to now give it up to Davian Williams. Absolutely. I don't think is a running back committee. I think they have their back. He had 10 postseason touchdowns, and he was great. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, nifty moves. He juked Quan uh, oh. Alexander a couple times, that mm. nifty touchdown.
1: Awesome uh,
0: they have a back now, I think.
1: I think so. I think so, Jeff. I think they found their guy. And I think, um, you know, I think as, as, you know, not to, to take anything away from the running game on the offense, I think for whatever, maybe, maybe it's because they were working like the one, you know, the one team versus the one team in practice, but their running game, like it was almost as if they improved together at the same time. Yeah. You right. know, the, 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 the run, the D run the O run, I mean, it just all came together for them through the last, you know, after the you know 10th, 11th game of the year, it just, they just figured it out. And, and on both sides of the ball, when it came to running, you know, we always talked about, that was their big thing, right? How they stopped the run and how do you run more? And I think it took all of the pressure off of Pat. I mean, look, let's, let's, you know, he won the MVP. He's amazing. I mean, it, it, I wouldn't say he struggled in the first half, but he definitely wasn't himself. I mean right. – And I think the fact that they were able to get the running game going and they found some juice in the running game that that it, it just – I think he probably felt like, all right, now I don't have the whole weight of the whole Super Bowl and 50 years of – waiting for this moment on my back and it just took a little of that pressure off and allowed him to play a little bit looser it's like that's the kind of stuff that goes on on the sidelines you'd, you'd be surprised the the psychology of it of 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 the pressure of being in, in a situation like that um and and having to feel like you know he had the whole weight of the world on his shoulders and and I think the running game did that for him and all of a sudden it opened things up and you know, allowed him to make easier throws, get his confidence back, and then boom, you we all obviously saw what happened in, in the last quarter. And smart by Andy Reid, he's been criticized
0: in the past for not sticking to the run enough. You know, the Niners were taking away the deep crossing patterns, and so the run was open, stuck with that, and it really paid off. We talked about the Niners defense getting a little tired, and yeah, credit to Damian Williams, and it is funny how it all came together. Part of it is health. The mm-hmm. offensive line was a little banged up. They were healthy. Damien Williams was a little banged up. Wiz was a nice addition. Wow, um, who that made the up. offensive line better. But yeah, it it really did come together at the right time.
1: Yeah, because I think Andrew Andrew Wiley started right, if I'm not mistaken. And then did did Wiz come in or I definitely saw Wiz
0: at some point.
1: Yeah, and he played for most. He played because we were talking about that because he. His uncle is uh, Steve Wisniewski, mm-hmm. who, you know, longtime Raiders all-pro guy and, you know, went to college with Dave Zott, right? So there was that, that Chiefs-Raiders connection there. Steve actually slept on the floor of our hotel room once, uh, <laughs> Dave Zott and I. Uh, he had a bye week, and uh, he came out to see Dave, and he came out to see us play, and he didn't have anywhere to stay. He didn't know get a hotel, so he stayed on the floor in our hotel room. So, um, But, yeah, so he, he was in there for at, at least three-quarters of the game. I would say, because no, I, my, I, we, I,
0: by the way, I hope that was a big hotel room. That's a, that's three big dudes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah that was, a lot uh, of I was space. like, I was like, yeah, Dave, no, no problem, buddy. It's, it's <laughs> fine. Um, but yeah, Wiz was, Wiz was a great guy and a great player. So yeah, Wiz, uh, you know, he, 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 he played his butt off. I mean, he was, you know, they um, look that we knew going into this game that they were the best defensive line that the Chiefs were going to face. And I'm, I'm going to take my vote back. Remember we kind of, Remember, I said, well, Jeff, if if they're not, you know, they're they're definitely the best defensive line the Chiefs will play. They're the best defensive line in football. I take it all back, and, and and I'm going to agree with you, and 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 give it up for that defensive line, um, and say that that is not just the best team that the or defensive front that the Chiefs played this season, but I think they're the best defensive front in all of football, and they showed it in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean the, the, that defense really did uh, uh, play well. You know, back to Wisniewski, it's it's funny. I talked to him. I, I wrote a story about him during Super Bowl of a week, and I did ask him. I said, uh, you know, how's your dad doing uh, as a long? His dad, such a, a long time Pro Bowl or a really good player for the Raiders. I said, how he's how is he doing with his nephew being on the Chiefs? Is he able to read He kind of chuckled. He said, yes, yeah, tough for him, but he is rooting yeah. uh, over the Chiefs, which I thought was a a funny story. I, uh, a football family, for sure. His dad, Leo, also played for the Colts Was a nose tackle. Uh, you know, it, it's funny, too. We talked about how things came together on the offensive line and with Damon, Damian Williams. It, it's just weird to think about this season. Um, the Chiefs, I thought, in the playoffs were the best team. You know, and they looked to be, you know, they were favoring the Super Bowl. They were a very good 49ers team for a reason. But if you, it, it's just funny the how the season, the evolution of the season, um because if you when they were four and two and they were getting gashed by the run i'm like this this team they'll they'll win the division but they're going to be a quick out of the playoffs and then later when mahomes gets hurt you really it uh, you know you he came back so quickly and was better than ever it's it's just it's just fascinating how the twists and the turns um you know and, and i think last year the chiefs were actually um I thought the Chiefs were actually the best team in football last year. I think the defense, the coverage is so much better this year. But I think the defense got kind of a bad rap, as we've talked about. I think yeah. the offense was so good, it almost put pressure on the defense. They were scoring so quickly. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, it just goes, goes to show how, how how just weird these things are. You know, this this year, so last year was so smooth sailing. This year, there were so many obstacles to run defense, which – Finally came together and then the, the Mahomes injury and all the other injuries. It's just it's really I, I'm still having trouble it, wrapping my mind around it. It really is. Know.
1: Well here's a here's a fun question, Jeff, for you and for the listeners. Okay, let's let's have some fun, right? We won, the game's over, we can put take all the pressure off of having to make predictions and all that. How about this prediction? Do you think this Chiefs team beats last year's team, Chiefs team at their if they were but, but all things equal at their best? At their at both of their peaks, which obviously I think the Chiefs peaked in this game. Like in the well, actually they peaked in the fourth quarter yeah. of this game. But let's take the best Chiefs team this year that they performed versus the best that they performed last year. Who do you think wins that game? Do you think the the eighteen Chiefs beat the nineteen Chiefs, I mean, or do you or vice versa? I mean, what do you what do you think? Just have some fun with it. What do you think? What a great question. Um, you know,
0: I actually think now right now in the playoffs, I, I think this team. Even though I said the last year's team was the best in the NFL, I think right now they peaked at the right time. And that defense, I think they could this year they could win in more different ways. And the defense mm-hmm. really did come on strong. So I I give the edge uh, to this year's Super Bowl team, which kind of goes against a little bit what I was just saying. No, it no, it
1: big. doesn't. No, it really doesn't. It doesn't at all. It, you know, it just but it's just I think those are the fun kind of things you love yeah. to ask, right? Ask yourself about about teams. It's just like kind of goes back to, you know, my, my dad and I used to always watch this show that they did on, on, on like ABC Wide World of Sports when I was a kid. And they, they had these like actors playing. And it was like when computers, right? Ooh, computer technology, right back in the 80s, where they had Rocky Marciano fight Muhammad Ali. And they did all these different simulations. And then they had two actors like acted out. I don't know if you're familiar with it. But that's what always that's what I always harken back to, I think back to like, in those great, you know, it's just fun. It's fun dialogue. If you're a sports fan, it's just so much fun. Does Rocky Marciano beat Muhammad Ali? Do, do the, you know, certain Yankees teams from, you know, the Babe Ruth era, do they beat the, you know, Kansas city Royals in 19, you know, 80 when they went to the world series and played the Phillies. Like, you know what I mean? Like I always love asking those kind of questions and, and make people think about, you know, how different teams of different eras would play and, because i got to say this 49ers team they looked a lot like the old joe montana 49ers like huh. the, like just the way they just their style did, did you get a sense of that like they they just um they played like the the niners of old you know with the, you know you get the fullback right who we talked about i think he did his job i mean yeah there's you
0: know, i hey i asked you, right i i bet to ask you about those he he had a great game so kuda mm-hmm. i'm sure um that was you were happy to see that even though obviously uh well you know, he's a harvard guy you know Chiefs, and, but it, it is yeah. cool to see the somebody like that an ivy league guy do so well yeah
1: so. yeah it, it is we you know no offense all the har any harvard you know listeners out there we always used to have a saying at penn you, you can always tell a harvard man you just can't tell him much but uh <laughs> that was our that was our harvard saying but yeah he he played really well and i think he carried the flag uh for the ivy certainly and and played really well and it was it was really nice to see so who do you think that
0: that uh, the question you posed me, eighteen versus nineteen uh, Chiefs, who who wins?
1: I th- I think this team I think this mm. team wins. I think the momentum that they have going. I think the extra year of experience of Pat Mahomes, mm-hmm. the 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 ability of Eric Bieniemy to put the package together, the offensive package together um, with the receivers, um, and now you throw Damien Williams in the mix and how he's progressed. I just think that team, that fourth quarter Chiefs team right there, they were the total package, man. I mean, they did it on both sides of the ball. You know, they were able to get that big stop. I mean, you know how big that play was, that third and five, where they stopped, you know, the forty ers from going down. Cause I don't you know, if they if they're able to to get that first down and they go down and score and they go up twenty seven twenty four, okay, I mean, you know. Can Pat Mahomes get the team in field goal range? Absolutely. He's done it before. It just depends on how much time he, he would have had left. You know, if the 49ers would have kept, you know, chugging down the field, you know, if, if they score with 50 seconds left or 45 seconds left in the game, it's going to be a tough row to hoe to try to, you know, even get Bucker in, in field goal position at that point, especially the way their kicker was kicking and just kind of putting in the end zone, and they'd have to start out, you know, without without a return. So I you know, that was a huge that was a huge play. The defense play. Was quickly. I think the two up.
0: I think the two biggest plays in the game were actually the two third down. That play that you're talking about, and then of course the third and fifteen, uh, with a forty four yard pass to Tyreek Hill. I think those were the two big uh I think the two totally uh big play. Obviously the Tyreek Hill. That was total desperation and like typical Mahomes be it down in distance doesn't yeah. matter. And then when you talked about the other, you know, if the Niners take a little bit more time off the clock. It's just not only is it make the chiefs more challenging for the chiefs, but it's just a more stressful situation. The fact that the defense came up uh, so strong. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They were big. They came up big. And, and I think it, um, you know, you, you didn't want, you didn't want Pat Mahomes in, in a situation like, you know, Joe Montana was against the Bengals when, you know, he's got to go 80 yards you know, one one drive, all, you know, all of it on the marbles. Not that, not that Pat couldn't handle that, but you know, that's not something you want to see, you know, your second year quarterback have to do. And and I think it would have been, uh, like you said, it would have been, it would have been a challenge. It would have been a great, great if they could have done it, but uh, you know, luckily because of the defense, they didn't have to. And that's why I think this team beats the beats last year's team. I think, they um they just they just that fourth quarter was a complete game and they were able to run the ball when they needed to run it get first downs kill the clock they were able to find you know pat was finding open receivers he figured out the pass rush the line you know was was doing their thing and it just like all came together in the fourth quarter uh pretty miraculously a couple uh funny or
0: interesting moments from kind of the post game scene. I, I want to leave people with uh, one of them I told you about very funny, you know, the Super Bowl is such a global event that you just have people from all, all countries covering it, broadcasting it in so many different languages. Um, and the person who actually spoke the law, lo- the longest, all the, so many of the significant players and starters get podiums and stuff. The guy who's going the longest of the night with the biggest kind of media horde uh, might've been Laurent, Duvernay Tardif because oh, yeah. there was so many uh, Canadian French, you know he he's Canadian he's bilingual and he yeah. was doing a large portion of his interview in French. <laughs> so That's I'm kind of looking awesome. around. Why do we Adam Teicher, the ESPN writer for the Chiefs? He's like a so is the NFL get to transcribe this, so I got a real kick out of that's that. That's
1: awesome. You get, everybody's probably got their phone out doing Google Translate, right? <laughs> trying to see if they can, you know, hold it up, hold it up, and get them, you know, get them on their uh, on their iPhones and Galaxy phones or whatever, trying to get them to Google Translate to do it. But oh, that's yeah. awesome, though, Jeff. That that, you know, that that is the cool thing about the NFL is the global reach, right? It's just, mm-hmm. it's so cool to see, you know, for you to experience that like that firsthand and, and and being with all the media from around the world must have been awesome must have been it, so cool it was a cool it.
0: experience and and andy reed after the game is always you know he's always a good interview he's usually pretty glib and ha- he has a good sense of humor he he came to the podium and he said uh no injuries for a poor kind of joke because that's how he always yeah. starts and uh you know he somebody uh asked him what he when he and uh, mahomes after the game what they Sharon, he was kind of lost in the moment. He said, "I, I really don't remember, but it was probably something pretty goo gooing." You know, that's that, yeah. that's how he characterized it. So it was it was a nice nice moment there.
1: Yeah, he gave a nice shout out to Philadelphia and his he time did. in the city and how you know everybody knows that that molded him. You know, into the coach that he is today. And I got to tell you, and I'm not just saying this because they won, and I'm not just saying it because I'm from Philadelphia, and that Andy was here this city really does love him. Mm-hmm. And this city was pulling for the Chiefs. I mean, this was – this city went red. And, and not just Big Charlie Saloon, you know, <laughs> in South Philly, which is a Chiefs bar uh, and, and and club, but uh, I think the whole – you know, everyone I talked to in the Philadelphia area was really, really pulling for the Chiefs. and and not, and not always just because they knew I played for the Chiefs. They were really sincerely hoping that this organization could get it done – 50 years, for all the reasons we've been talking about all week, right? The 50 years, the Hunt family. Like, I think one of the best things Fox did was the uh, the little, like, uh, I want to call it, like, almost like a mini-movie they did. They actually had an actor playing Lamar Hunt. They mm-hmm. had actors playing, right. you know, chiefs, uh, you know, organizational uh, professionals. Kind of like a reenactment, kind of. It, exactly, Jeff. Good word. It was a reenactment. And I just – it was so heartfelt, like – to, to to put Lamar Hunt on that stage and say, you know, this was a guy that literally, I mean, I don't want to say single-handedly, obviously George Hallis and 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 some of the other owners that got together and to start the AFL, but like really painted the picture that he was the catalyst that, you know, built the AFL, you know, and, and it all came out of, you know, it came out of failure, right? It came out of... You know, like getting shot down, trying to buy franchises, trying to get his name into the NFL because he's been such a, you know, he's such a, he was such a football fan. And, you know, the fact that he kept getting shot down in his hometown of Dallas, you know, by Burt Bell, uh, the commissioner of the NFL at the time. And then, and then, and then to throw in, which we all knew being part of, of, you know, Mr. Hunt's family all those years, you know, that his daughter, you know, named the Super Bowl. And, and the fact that, you know, they were playing in the house and, all the owners were going through these long, you know, drawn out meetings about what do we call it? I mean, and they said it on the Fox special. They were like, you know, the, the world series of football, like they had all these crazy names for the, for the big game and AFL, NFL championship just didn't have the ring to it. Right. <laughs> and his daughter was playing with, with, you know, a ball in the house and, you know Lamar Hunt asked you know, what is that and she's like well it's a Super Bowl daddy it's a Super Bowl and then it just bam it popped right and said now Clark I think sometimes says that he was the one and it wasn't Lamar's daughter that came up with that name for the Super Bowl but uh, but nonetheless it was the Hunt family that came up. So this is so much so much cool history for the hundredth year the Hunt I
0: mean it's so cool yeah, it,
1: the NFL almost divine right almost divine and I know Lamar is smiling down right now and thinking about his team it was so great to see Norma and you know it just it brought tears to our eyes and you know, Jen and I had such fond memories of what the Hunt family meant to us and 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 the chance that they gave me to be there and how kind and gracious they were to you know all of the players <clears throat> and what they did in the community and that's what really you know that's for me the players, yes. The fans, of course. The city, but for me, I just there's something I can't let go of, and that is the feeling that I get when I think about the Hunt family hoisting that trophy. That that to me is what what really gets me emotional about it.
0: It's cool, and a lot of there were so many former players at the game on the scene. You know, it's neat how Joe. I, I know how uh, how much you were pulling for him. I know how you were interacting with JJ Bird and uh. uh through social and stuff, I actually when I was getting my uh, uh, bags or going through security, Nick Lowry was right ahead of me, and you know he he was pulling for him. So it, it, it's uh, it's a it's neat that like you and uh, all the other former Chiefs, you know they um to see you guys pulling for it, yeah, uh, pulling for them. And so as we wrap up after, I mean, it's such a cool thing. Uh, obviously, like you said, hundredth year of the NFL for the Chiefs. Uh, to do it for the first time since the sixties. So cool. Any, any final thoughts as we kind of wrap up here?
1: Well, you know, it, I think this team is only going to get better. I really do. I mean, you know, obviously crazy things can happen with injuries and things like that, but you can't, you can't, you can't account for that. Right. Cause it's, you can't say, well, if, you know, if somebody gets hurt or, you know, you can't, you can't really account for that. All things considered, you know, obviously you're going to assume that everybody stays healthy, I think this team only gets better. I think with a couple of additions, which is hard to believe, they're the Super Bowl champions, the best team in football, um, and they proved it on Sunday. But I, I think this team can only get better with a, with a couple of additions, with the maturation of Coach Bagnola now getting to have these players for an additional year This is his first season. People may or may not know that. I mean, I'm sure they know it, and they may forget it, that the fact that that defense matured so quickly. That was his, This was his first season as, as the D.C., You know, and I think with Eric Biannimi coming back, Coach Reed now having that sort of monkey off his back. And now, you know, uh, with with Pat Mahomes getting all this under his belt. All this experience and confidence. Yeah, I I think this team only gets better. I think the NFL needs to really look out and I don't I don't want to knock on wood. I don't want to use the word dynasty, but that could be certainly in the Chiefs future and in the cards for them. And the nice thing, too, is – and there
0: there are some, you know, contracts coming up. Chris Jones is a key thing, thing but they have a lot of the good players under contract. Uh, Matthew, Clark, obviously. Uh, and the nice thing with Reed and Mahomes, um, those two, literally as long as they're, they're – whatever else happens with the team, and there's a lot of other good parts. You mentioned Spags and the defense going up. But when you have Mahomes and Reed, this team should be contending every year. They're not mm-hmm. going to win it a Super Bowl every year, but every year they're going to have a, a great shot to do
1: so. I totally, totally agree, and I think that's something great that the Chiefs fans uh, can really look forward to. And I can't wait to continue this with you, Jeff, throughout the offseason and talk about the moves they're making and the things that they're doing to get better and recap and, and tell some more stories. So appreciate everybody listening, and congratulations to all the Chiefs fans out there, to the Chiefs organization, to the Hunt family, Coach Reed, uh, everybody involved in the organization, Alan Wright, equipment manager has been there since the days since I was there right he's been there since he was in high school (laughs) you know and it's been his only job and and his life and I just love that loyalty and uh, so yeah congrats to everybody and uh,
0: if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminarian, TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. We'll be back next week. And this is not the last we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. I mean, we're going to relive parts of this, but we're going to be back. We're back here every week still in the off season. so we'll catch you next week.